Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. Good evening, Andy. Good Saturday evening, Mister Prano. Yeah, not quite. Well, I get again. We do this every time now. It's like, yeah, six thirty. It's the evening. Really, quarantine midday. Good quarantine midday, Andy. Little Saturday here in Venice. Yeah, the sun's shining, the homeless are out in force, the blue waves are crashing. They're brown right now, but they're, they'll be crashing blue in two hours. So if I go out tonight, because we, we get blue waves here occasionally. Yeah, it's a red tide, which is some sort of algae, know, algae situation. And uh, so if you look out there now, and I could see it from my window today, and I was out there last night, but I can see from my window today, the algae is definitely still out there, brown and red looking. Looks like somebody took a shit in the ocean. Yeah. But um, I went out there last night, and it was wild. Because the last couple of days before that, I've seen people talking about this. I've seen people posting pictures. But the swell picked up a little bit last night, so the, the waves are a little bit bigger. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I go out there tonight with the waves picking up, well, I get even more, and when the when the whitewash occurs is when the algae, I guess, like come alive and do their blue change, and it was crazy. It was awesome. Were a lot of people out there? There were a lot of people out there. I mean, I wasn't like, it, it wasn't like a, you know, summer day at the beach or anything. Like I was out there, I wasn't near anybody. But the closest person to me was like twenty five feet away, at night, you know. In darkness. No cops? No cops. Co- you know, I walked out. I walked out of my place and walked basically straight big toward the V, you know, um, which is right by that police station. I walked by cops in cars on my way toward the beach. No one said anything. The cops here just don't care. Honestly, it must be it must be like a, a reward for people to get put in the the venice district like whatever whatever our uh our pacific division of the police it must be like a it must be like going on vacation they're like just don't do anything unless it's me yeah yeah make sure you get anybody that you know jumps lines at the marina but But otherwise just ignore everybody but not only that let's not forget that cop oh well cops remember on the boardwalk on my bicycle yeah it wasn't an actual ticket, but it was a, it was a citation warning. I love this. I think you're. It won't be long before you're on Team Joe as far as the, our attitude toward the police go. No, look, I look again. I I think, I don't want to go, down that. I was just curious, if cops were out. I didn't think they would be. Yeah, they're out. They were just like, man, whatever. They watched people walk. Well, good then. Yeah. It's just people going to look at blue waves. Yeah. I'm going to go tonight. You should. Does it matter what time I go? No, I went I went not that long after sundown. It was still like 
you could still there was like a bit of light still in the air even though the sun had probably been down you know 45 minutes but uh it was great good good i'll check it out well we're gonna do a dirtball call episode that's what this is and yeah an all call episode we talked about it last show and I know we were like, you were editing last show. You edited some stuff out of last show just for time. But I think our whole six minute conversation about us doing an all calls episode still remained in the show. So, yeah. So people know about this. So basically, we're doing this live on YouTube right now, but this will drop the full audio of this is going to drop in a couple weeks. Yeah. Because we're, we're going to bank a few episodes. Because the truth is, I might not ever return from Cincinnati, guys. We don't know. Yeah. Quality of life. Quality of chili. Now, my brother hit you up the other day. He did. He said there's a, I forget what the show's called, like Summer House or something like that. Outer Banks. No. There's, he, that was, that was his, the second part of his, his message. But the first one, there's a reality show called like Summer House or something like that. And, uh, one of the people on it is the heir to the, Skyline Chili Fortune, but it's a chick. Summer House, yeah. He said the one girl's dad is the man who invented Skyline Chili. So at some point, this girl's dad was hella poor and was like, all we got is a can of chili and cinnamon and some, and some macaroni. And they were like, stop, put them together. Stop saying macaroni. What is it? Spaghetti? You do not put the chili on macaroni. You put it on just... But like spaghetti, new. When I think of macaroni, at least that's like uh, what you call it, like hamburger helper. You know, remember back in the day, you got hamburger helper. The glove would talk. Yeah, I remember the Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson <laughs> talking glove. He was the glove that escaped Michael Jackson, and did good for the world by helping poor people. Make <laughs> hamburger and macaroni. That's what all, what I always think of whenever I think of Skyline. But it's really chili on spaghetti, which is even more offensive to my people. It's not offensive to your people. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't want to speak for your people, but... Well, he was saying I should watch that. I, I'm yeah. curious who created Skyline. Skyline Chili, yeah. You know where else it's at, by the way, and it's fitting. Guess the state. Uh... Ohio and I know Florida. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's a f I know there's a few skylines in Florida. It's hilarious. Probably, you know, the entire like the the president is decided by only people who support eating <laughs> eating chili on spaghetti. Well, I know there's some in Indiana. There's a couple in Indiana, a couple in Kentucky just yeah. cuz it's right next to Ohio, but Florida's funny to me cuz it's like it's nowhere near Ohio. Yeah. And also not a state where you would think that chili would be like a thing that people are craving. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of humid today. How about a big bowl of chili? I know. I'm sure I'll be hitting up with Walt when I go home. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to uh, to get home, to be honest. So we're recording this today, and it'll come out in a couple weeks, but it's an all-calls bonanza. Yeah. And I, and I assume probably comments from the YouTube section, which we can go to. Yeah. Because we didn't even announce it. No one no one knew this was happening, and yet I see that there's comments in the YouTube. Yeah, shout out to our YouTubers. I'll just read a quick one. Andy needs a mullet now. I'm I'm there. I'm getting there. Dude, the second this is over, we can go to your I mean, you can get a clippers. I'll throw a, a three clip on you and just do your top part. I'm gonna keep growing it. Okay. So 
I my last cut from Trippy was last July, and then I cut it. I like lightly got it touched up before my mom's funeral in January. So basically, since July, one only one time have I been. That, that's what people don't realize. Like, like I was skin on the sides. That's amazing. If I didn't cut my hair except for a slight trim since last July, I'd look like Chewbacca. Yeah, but again, my hair, it's, again, it was skin on the sides. Yeah. My hair grows quick, too. But, oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get, I, I'm thinking I might not. I mean, look at this. I'll take my headphones off. I got, I got my hair cut, like, right before quarantine started. Wow. Yeah. I'm now, I'm now fucking Grizzly Adams. I would, I honestly, if if I didn't cut my hair since last July, I'd look like, God knows what, look like a a member of Molly Crew. But even if the, your sides were to oh, your yeah. skin, yeah, I got a haircut right before quarantine. So I got a, I got a haircut in like end of January, end of February. Yeah, I used my manscaped last night. Speaking of hair. Like the lawnmower, the new one, the 3.0. The lawnmower 3.0 is amazing, but also my chest gets so thick. What I love is they got the clips, so you don't have to go bald. But like, you know, I'm like, I gotta thin this out. This yeah. is this is kind of reckless. Thin the herd. Like my top. You know, little uh, little herd herd mentality. What are they talking about there? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it, it was so I'm you know. I'm feeling I, I I ran shirtless today like like it was, oh look at you well because it was it was so out of control I couldn't run shirtless like it was so I disagree come on man it's, everybody's going back to the everything's going retro everybody's going to the you know the short shorts again everybody's going to the retro looks all the jerseys are all the uniforms are going retro you could you could have Tom Selleck it on the boardwalk. No, I like my chest hair, but Joe, even my mine up top gets thicker than yours. It gets really thick. But like, so you get put a little little hair stuff in there. Give yourself a part before you run. Like when I get like when I had a shower the other day, I noticed like Jesus. Like w- like when it's wet, it's it's. You have you have you have a good like that's what's good about your chest hair. God, we're going down this. This is what happens when we don't do sports. Like, your chest hair looks good. Like, you don't need to, like, I need to groom mine at a certain point because it gets so out of control. That's all I'm saying. But it's only the top part, which is frustrating. Yeah. Because below my pecs, no, it's good. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 for all your below and above the belt grooming needs. Yeah. Re- they really helped me out. Like, are seriously, they a, are they a sponsor of today's, today's episode, or are we just throw sure, them a bone? Sure, we'll throw them a bone, guys. Yeah. Seriously, drop promo code Dirty at Manscaped. You get twenty percent off. And uh, I wasn't even trying to do an ad there. I was being legit. It 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 did wonders. The three is a huge upgrade. And mine's still in the box, so that's good to know. And also for uh, my junk thickets, bro. <laughs> but between my chest hair and my pubes i had so much hair. like it was one of those things where i was sweeping in my bathroom kind of disgusted at what had just happened just thickets so you just did it like you just stand in your bathroom let it fall to the floor sweep it up yeah and then i va- and then after i sweep it i vacuum it smart like because i mean this shit gets everywhere yeah i shave my balls on the boardwalk so that it just can blow away in the wind really yeah makes sense yeah i just wait till late at night i've i've learned the Pacific Division of the LAPD <laughs> will do nothing. 
I just go I just go out to the monkey bars over there by uh, Muscle Beach, hang upside down, shave shave them. Yeah, they're not gonna do anything. Yeah. You know what my buddy saw once for real? Actually, I was with my buddy. You know the old subway here? Mm-hmm. There was a guy sitting. There was a homeless guy sitting in the old subway. Sitting in a table, had a razor out, was shaving. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. In the subway. In the subway. It's ridiculous. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've seen people shaving on the uh, the New York subway system. Amazing. I've seen that before. You want to get to some calls? Yeah. All right. Subway, the, uh, <laughs> America, the, the world's largest franchise. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's from the final episode of Dave, which I made you watch the other day, which I just I can't speak highly enough about that show. It's a really good show. I think it's really good. It started off real slow. It, it started off like, meh, it was okay. It's a good it show. Really hit, it really hit a good stride. Yeah. Last episode was Banana Land. I loved it. Yeah, it's good. It's like when shit gets weird. And you saw him in Venice. Yeah, I just saw him the other day. You told me. Uh, this this will be me telling Nick D about it. Hopefully, I know Nick D doesn't listen to the show, so maybe I'll still have to text him. I, lit- <laughs> I literally just saw him the other day on uh, right on Venice Way, basically on the other side of your apartment building. He was like, he was right outside the subway where the guy was shaving. Um, yeah, I was walking uh, the day I walked for for booze, the day I walked to refill my my Miller Lite stocks, and uh, saw a little Dicky. He was out in. Um, Basketball shorts, a raggedy T-shirt, and no joke, slippers. He was wearing slippers, just like the show. Yeah, slippers, dude, like backless slippers. Which makes me think, if you not, saw not flip flops, not slides, slippers, if like you... furry slippers, like you know the leather ones yeah. that have like the fur on the inside. Yeah, but like no back, not like oh I wear these like, like the mock, not the moccasin style, like the the heelless style. Yeah, which makes me think if you saw a little dicky right there. He's got to live in Venice. Yeah, or his chick. He was with his chick. He was with a chick. I don't know if he has a specific chick. You think he was going to Great White? Uh, they were. He was literally just. Sta- they were standing on the corner, like lost. Like, like there was like like across from Hotel Irwin. Yeah. Like he didn't. He almost like seemed like he didn't know what he was like. Like where am I? And then just turned around and went the other way. I was like, okay. Let me ask you something. Speaking of like, seeing- I almost yelled, "Somebody suck me!" Oh, you should have. Why didn't you? Uh, I, well, I, what I wanted to do, so right when I saw him, I, Somebody suck I, me. I started crossing the street because I wanted to like confirm, which I be, I got close enough to confirm, but I, w- I was like hoping to get even closer, um, so I didn't want to yell from across the street. What's the future of getting selfies or talking to celebrities post-COVID? I'm being serious. Like, is that going to be a thing where if you see somebody like that, where you see them in the street... And you're like, man, I want to get a picture. Do you mind taking a selfie with me? Or, hey, I'm a huge fan of your I music. I say again, I'm, I'm, look, this. There's so many moving parts to this, and everything has changed so fast. But I'm still on the. It'll be a couple months, and then, and then we'll we'll always have signs of it. But a lot's gonna go back to normal. I hope so. You'll see more people with masks. You'll see more people like, I mean, in New York, the Asian people on the subways. They got masks on. Yeah. They've had them on for decades. Same for airports. Yeah. Like LAX. Yeah. That's going to be become more common, I feel like, for people in airplanes, for people on subways, for people in like large gatherings or whatever. But I have a feeling a couple months and then 
And then we're like this time next year we're gonna be talking about remember when we were quarantined for like two months? Yeah, I don't that know. That's wild. I don't know. I like to play a game though. I like to play a hot or not game with the masks. Like we went to Trader Joe's that one time, and a lot of girls, obviously, just people in general out here are in shape. And you start playing that game and you got the mask. Oh, good body. Hot or not. This is basically Love is Blind, Andy. Can't do it. You did do it, though. You watched a couple episodes. Like one and a half. I just am like, ugh. I don't know, man. The thing is, you only watched up to the point where they were still in. They they leave. They like, a lot of them get engaged. That was the fun, that was the fun part of it. Dude, sp- but you you're you missed the window on that. That was a while ago. That's not even in like the current thing anymore. You know, Tiger King's old news at this point. Like, oh. If you're still talking about Tiger King, kill yourself. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was a thing. It's a moment in time. Everybody was quarantined together. We all watched it. If you didn't, you missed it. Well, let's get to some calls. Let's do it. We got a lot of calls. We'll st- we'll start. Can we, can we start with number eight? I, you you previewed this one oh. for me the other day, and it's, oh, yeah. so, it's so great. I can start with number eight for sure. Let's see here. So we're doing an all-calls show, and you're still not throwing Mata a bone and playing his uh, his jingle because he's dead to you? Oh, I'm not going to say dead. It's a, it's a very harsh word. Okay. I just, you know, I blackballed him. <laughs> you you want to you wanna come back in my good side? Handwritten apology. Handwritten apology that he mails you? Yeah. Your address is on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't know that I don't know if that means he's unblocked. Right. Guess it depends on how well the handwritten apology is. My thing at this point is I don't I don't want to get annoyed. I don't want to bring up feeling like if 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 something I'm doing is bringing up a negative feeling for me, I don't want to be involved with that thing. So like I've lately, I'm done with Instagram for Andy Ruther. I haven't been on it at all. Only for what upsets you about Instagram. Everybody doing a quarantine cooking show. Yeah. And I, and I think I just don't care. Yeah. I just, I just like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I think people are trying even harder now to be relevant. And I just don't care. Like, I, I'm not looking at people's stories. I'm not. I'm just not caring. If you want to message me on Instagram, I'll message. Or, like I said, I've been posting on Dirty Sports consistently still. But I just, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I, like, I've had a love-hate thing with social media for a long time now. What I like, the one thing I like about Instagram kind of reading your mind is that if you start clicking on people's stories, like, I, one thing I never do, I never, like, click the first story and then like tap through and then let it like go to next people's stories and go to next people and go like and go on. And if I do, it's only like a couple people because I've I've spent so many so much time since the story became a thing, being like, okay, my sister, my girlfriend, my buddy, like whatever. So now the first five people are like the people I care about. And then all of a sudden I'll just like keep clicking through and I'll be like some rent and I'm like, well, this that's where I'm done. Like I don't, I don't watch a ton of like random. I mean, obviously, I'm following those people, so it's not random. But like, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. But like, I looked at like my my Instagram time is, 
I was averaging like, I never was really big into it. I was averaging, I wasn't even averaging anything. I was averaging like seven minutes a day. I have a 25 minute timer and then it's hard stop for the day regardless. And I almost, I would say about half the time I get there. So I don't know, but we're going to start with this call because you, you really want to do here. I just thought this was so funny. It's pretty funny. And it's, in its brevity. Well, it's 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 related to the discussion we had about Karen. I'll yeah, just tease it about, up with about that. About Karen's the other day. Hey guys, I listen to the latest podcast and I have to say I'm married to a Karen and it's uh it's rough. <laughs> and uh I'm willing to uh pay you guys to break quarantine and come over and kill me. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, I'm married to a Karen. Thanks. Oh, poor guy. I didn't even leave a name. Yeah. What I like about that is I don't even know if he is married to somebody named Karen or if he's just married to an actual Karen or both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone named Karen or somebody who live, who's living that Karen life. But either way, it's, I, I should say this. It sounds like he's definitely married to somebody who's being a Karen. They might also be named Karen. But he's not happy about it. That's for sure. And it's well, that's it's just so funny. He he sounded like a broken individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was asking him. He was asking for to be euthanized. It wasn't even anger. No, it, it wasn't. He has. He was asking for a mercy killing. He has accepted. He has given up, and he needs someone to come end it for him. So he he has passed the stage of. That's what Karens will do to you. Break you. Yeah, they will break you. It will turn you into a nub of a man. Yeah. So I did some research. I have two Facebook. Fr- I'm sorry. I have one Facebook friend, Karen, and I knew I went to grade school with two Karens, and one of those I'm friends with. And and I was texting with a buddy, one of my good grade school and high school buddies, and we were laughing about that. And he actually texted me. He's like, the Karen that we were talking about. He's like, she is the most caring, caring. Yeah. And we were laughing because we were agreeing. Like, yeah. I checked. So I checked my phone. I only have the the mom, Karen, my, my the surf instructor's mom, Karen. Nice lady. Probably a Karen, though. Uh, and then I checked my Facebook. I'm friends with zero Karens. Okay. And I tracked my brain for Karens that stuck out to me in my life that I even, like, knew or had, like, run-ins with and the only thing i could think of was for a short time we lived across the street growing up from a family like there when, when i grew up there was no house across the street from us and then they like built one up you know like built a house and the first resident their daughter was named karen and she was like i'm i was pretty sure that her parents like were worried that she was going to be a fat kid she wasn't like she, I mean, she was like maybe a little bit chubby, you know what I mean? But she wasn't a fat kid by any means. And I remember we went over one time and she had like candy stashed throughout her room, like in bunkers and like parts of the floor that opened up and stuff like that. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, you got a floorboard that comes up and it's just filled with like packets of Reese's peanut butter cups? No, she did. Yeah, I swear. She had like all kinds of hidden spots. It's like somebody hiding cash from the government. And all I could think of was, when I, when I remembered that, poor Karen. All I could think of was like, can you imagine having to hide candy from your parents growing up? 
That's definitely going to turn you into an adult, Karen. Oh, yeah. She's the worst probably She's now. She's the worst. Right? She's probably gone full. probably embraced her karen Never go full Karen. Yeah. We have another Karen call. I might as well play it. Yeah. Now they're on the Karen thing. Kyle's trying to, Kyle Aronofsky's trying to get me. He's trying to hook me up with a Karen. Wow. going on boys Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River New Jersey with the 1998 Little League World Series champions um, just uh, chipping in on this Karen situation so from all of my clients both of the managers are named Karen one's a European Karen and one's an American Karen so they don't ask for the manager they are the manager <laughs> and um, I haven't slept with any Karens but, but the, uh, the double name thing I had two Sarahs in a row who both spelled it S-A-R-A-H and they were both from Tinder. So I had two Sarah Tinders spelt the same way. Um, that was pretty rough for, for a minute there, but those are both long gone because I am uh, I'm back in a relationship, my third one in, in my lifetime. Um, first one, and I had seven months of single fun Tinder life, but it's over. So Steamboat Willie is, is back on, on the relationship grind. He's so, announcing uh, it. Hope, uh, hope Ruther can find a Karen and, and settle down and, Maybe she'll be a nice uh, business development manager. Maybe you should fuck my man. Oh, oh, I just got a good idea. <laughs> I think she's single too. We got it. Oh my god! All right, we're, Ruther, we're just gonna set you up for my manager. Uh, text me. Let's do this. That's great. That call had a lot of twists and turns. A lot of twists and Two turns. Two managers named Karen. Then he went for the double Sarahs. Then he talked about his relationship, and then he came back around to you dating one of his manager Mar- Karens. Yeah, manager Karens. Did I say Canager Marins? Manager Karens. I like that he told us that the Sarahs both were S-A-R-A-H. I once met a girl named Sarah at a bar, and she was, like, pretty cute, and, like, we were, like, whatever. And she was like, I'm Sarah, no H. And right in that moment, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> and I was, I was like, do you, I, I literally said to her, I go, do you think I'm going to write you a fucking check tonight? And she's like, what? I go, I'm not going to write you a fucking shit. I don't need to know how to spell your name. That's amazing. I go, I can just call you Sarah. And what's her problem with Sarah's with H's? But like also like who cares? Like uh, like why I don't know what she I don't know what's what's stupid like uh what's kind of stupid like I don't know um you know personality or like or like dating magazine she read that was like when you announce your name like give them a way to remember it like no one needs to know how your name is spelled sarah like at least until i write you your birthday card or like till i ask but the idea that that's like hi i'm joe hi i'm sarah no h no chance for that reason i'm out yeah i literally said to her do you think i'm writing you a check tonight like, I don't need to know how to fucking spell your name. I got to go. Yep. And, and that was at the brig, and I was like, and we go check out the other room now. It's very revealing if that's how you're introducing yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you something. The, the Karen thing kind of inspired me to start thinking about something. Okay. And I, and I, th- I don't want to come across like a douche, like I'm bragging, but I started thinking of, like, could you think this is for myself, could you, could you put a list together of girls that you've hooked up with from different ethnic backgrounds or countries? 
Because I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a very comprehensive list. I'm a lot of information's gone at this point. I hold. That's what I was wondering. I, I, I've 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 made I made a decision, and this has nothing to do. By the way, I know my girlfriend enjoys watching and listening to the show. This has nothing to do with the number of people that I've slept with or hooked up with. This has to go with all information in my life, memories, names, places. Like I have figured out a way to like prioritize my memories. I know I only have so much, you know, space. I only have so much data to use here. I've I've forgotten a ton of shit. Yeah, yeah, me too. And people remind me of it. I go like you could be like, never, and I'd be like, nope, never, and I'd be like, and then two weeks later, I'd be like, oh yeah, I did, I did do that one time. And it's funny how things will like hit me suddenly. Things I've like totally forgotten about in life. In fact, it happened to me today. I saw a notice that today is the 29th year anniversary uh, anniversary of Ricky Henderson breaking the stolen base record, and I remember vividly. He was on Oakland, right? Yeah. And I remember vividly having a conversation about it the next day at a, at my little league all star game. I was meeting all I was meeting a bunch of kids for the first time because they weren't all on my team. You know, it's the all star game. We're all coming together at the end of the year, and all we could all talk about was Ricky Henderson breaking the all time stolen base record. And I checked. I was like, so that would have made the day today a Friday, and the next day. Saturday, and I went back. Was very underrated, I think. Ricky how, Henderson, how good he was! Oh yeah, he's all time stolen base leader, all time walks leader, all time runs scored leader. I think probably played forty six years in the yeah. in the league. How many teams did he play for? Uh, well, I think we did this once before. Didn't Oakland, we? New yeah. York, Toronto. Did he do Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Oakland, New York, New York, Toronto. That's right. Uh, San Diego. That's right. The Dodgers? Is he a Dodger at one point? We did this before. It was a lot of teams. Yeah. Both New York teams, San Diego for sure, Oakland for sure, obviously, Toronto. I don't I'm not gonna look it up. Yeah. We 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 could. But I but I see I have that with sports and girls where it comes back. Again, I it wasn't like this. It wasn't. It was just me. I started putting them. I started putting my phone notes. I was like, "What countries or what backgrounds?" And I'll be honest. I was like, it's starting to add up a little. And uh, I was seeing if there was. I was also curious. Do I have? Is there any trends that I'm not aware of? Oh, getting you need you need to get Bresler on the phone here to look at your data. Yeah, to, to do a to you know. Plot points, which I started to realize I'm into Latin girls too. Like I've all like, but I've realized like I've hooked up with girls from a lot of Latin countries, and then, and then I and then I laughed, and then just certain funny things of like countries that hate each other. We're like, oh, I hooked up with a girl. I've hooked up with some Israeli girls and a girl from Iran. It's like they hate each other. Like just stupid stuff. I started thinking about. <sighs> here, here I am. Single, putting together lists. This is how I feel like the uh, the calls episode is going to go. Are we still talking about Kyle's Karen call? <laughs> no, we're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to move on to a new call. Hey guys, it's Peyton in Nebraska. Just wanted to call with the uh, last dance airing tonight. 
it's in NBA Twitter and Twitter in general go fucking nuts for it. With Darren Rovell tweeting all of the Michael Jordan gear that he owns and tonight making a drink the way that Michael Jordan likes it with Michael Jordan's tequila. And I was just curious if there's any athlete or even celeb they did a documentary like this, you guys would lose your absolute mind to the way that Twitter is. Thanks. Stay dirty. So in a way he's asking, is there any sort of last dance type of documentary we'd want to see with somebody else? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of them I'd love to see. Um, I don't know, losing my mind the way... I think, I think this Twitter... I think the Twitter and internet boner for the last dance is multi-layered obviously quarantine combined with the lack of basketball when nba playoffs should be happening people even if they don't realize it they're desperate for basketball so we're giving them that the people in charge of this kind of thing like my generation you know of our generation you're Technically, you're the next generation, but our-ish generation are now the people in charge of these kind of things. So they're bonering out over their childhood, and they're the people that are in charge of putting this out. And Michael Jordan is obviously uh, important enough historically in sports that the younger generation—I mean, there's plenty of l- lunatic young Jordan stands out there on the internet. But So I don't know if everybody would lose it, but for me, there's tons of people— that I would go way crazier for. I mean, in sports alone, the like a post LeBron James career version of this should be done and hopefully will be done and hopefully will set things straight for a lot of people. I mean, we were over here recently was when Nick was still here and the NBA TV was just running LeBron playoff highlights. Was that like what we were watching that one day? Yeah, it was. Or was it LeBron Finals highlights? I think it was LeBron's Finals highlights. Either way, it was literally just a supercut of highlights from LeBron's Finals appearances in order. Yeah. And I was here for maybe a half hour before we started rolling and we shut it off. I didn't see the beginning. I didn't see the end. But I saw a thick part in the middle that was a half hour. His highlights are bananas. I mean, we forget like the the hilarity that people like Darren Rovell and Sam Tripoli are lubing up and and slowly whacking it <laughs> to Michael Jordan going up with the right hand, having absolutely no defenders there. And then, and then for no reason whatsoever, changing to the left hand. And me having seen that 10 million times in my life. And then sitting here and having to be reminded of the fact that LeBron went up for a shot at one point in the middle of the lane, got caught in the air, threw it off the backboard with his left hand, caught it off the backboard, and hammer dunked it. Well, look, to be fair to Jordan... It's insanity. To be fair to Jordan... We never see that play, Andy. No, I. to, to be fair to Jordan, this is where it can, kind of, it can kind of get ridiculous comparing eras because obviously we, we both know what Michael Jordan did in his era was amazing. He was the best player. So guys are just better now. I mean, and I told you, you know, episodes... 
Um, five and six of the last dance highlight Michael Jordan having six threes against the Portland Trailblazers in the playoffs. Steph Curry has had six threes 74 times. And I've... 74 times. And, and, people, and people, but this is what I'm saying. I, I'll never forget, just like you, I will never forget watching that Trailblazer game I was a 10-year-old kid. I was in my parents' TV room, and I'll never forget game one of that finals, watching it and saying, oh, my God, Michael Jordan has six threes in the first half. Yeah. Again. But, again, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I bet you LeBron James done it 10 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people are like, oh, LeBron's not even a shooter. But to put it in perspective, again, it's not that Michael Jordan did it and Steph Curry's done it. 75 times or whatever, just 74 times. It's that when Michael Jordan did it, he didn't understand. He couldn't conceptualize what was happening in his life. He's like, I don't know either. (laughs) How is this happening? He was dumbfounded by the fact that he was even doing that. So LeBron, obviously, as as sports, I still say that we need an in-depth Ted Williams. I mean, the the, the 30-minute, 46-minute Ted Williams, like – I need some more this fighter. I need Top Gun meets the natural. I mean, music wise, like somebody needs to do the the ten episode Bob Dylan documentary. It just needs to happen. Like we need the, the fans of music need that. No one, no one, like no one deserves that more than Bob Dylan. That's for sure. Uh, that needs to be its own. Like that needs. He honestly needs like the last dance treatment. If you ask me, uh, from from music, that's what I would like to see, because there is a uh, everybody knows I'm a Tom Petty stan. There is a four hour Tom Petty documentary out there that is worth watching and is incredible and used to be on Netflix and isn't anymore. But I got through that and was like, I wish this was longer. Yeah, and I said, and and they they showed on Netflix as one film. It's like four hours. You know, because it was when it was made as if it wasn't like made as like a series thing. But like Bob Dylan needs the 12 parter. I'm going to say a guy who's gotten, a you know, who has a rap for just being an asshole. But I was recently talking to somebody who was I talking to who said that's all BS and that's media driven and it's not true. Barry Bonds. Yeah. And I don't know if it's true. Somebody said the you, you did hear things about him in the locker room. Being a diva. I mean, you've seen the clip of him and Leland at spring training. Um, he's apparently just wasn't great with the media. But, like, we have Marshawn Lynch refused to answer questions. And everybody's like, yeah, he just eat Skittles. This is crazy. We love him. But, it was just, like, the way he handled it. But I agree with you. I think Bonds needs that documentary because. He's gotten a bad, like, just the, the whole rep. More. Personal accomplishments than anybody in baseball, like almost if, you know, like Trout's on his on his way. But like the accomplishments, but also I would love the documentary on Barry Bonds. I want somebody to ask. I want like on the record stuff about the steroids. And I like I think we need to hear and I think it would be good for his image image. Yeah. To hear him say. I was just out there winning MVPs. And then old fucking Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were hitting 60 home runs. And I was like, I'll hit 150 if I do steroids. And then I did steroids. 
And then I literally would have hit 150, but they walked me 240 times in a season. Yeah. I, I need that. But and you're right. And that's my point is is and I was one of those people. You were you were brainwashed because I was young, younger, I should say, right? The, the media puts this narrative out there, just like they put the narrative that Michael Jordan, you should love and worship him. And I fell for that. And whatever. He was the greatest player in the world. So it's not like I fell for, you know, a false narrative. But my point is they put out that idea that Barry Bonds is a total piece of shit and you fall for it and you don't like him and now looking back you're right you say wait a second he was just doing what everybody else was doing what's the backstory here yeah what was really going on I'd love to see something on Barry Bonds yeah for sure and uh I, I this is a little bit you know biased but I also think if you're a real baseball fan I'm, I mean I know it wasn't just Mets fans that read the book but the the documentary version of the Bad Guys One, which is a fantastic uh, book by Jeff Perlman about the 1986 Mets season, just the way that team came together, the way that team fell apart, all the personalities, the drugs, yeah, the trading of guys opposed, like that was a team that should have been way better, way longer. It ends up being this one World Series. Taken down, the team was kind of disbanded by a lot of different things. Not to mention, the World Series they won, one of the epic, most famous, yeah. you know, like replayed moments in baseball history. So to me, the a 1986 Mets documentary. You know who I'd love. I mean, I'll, I, if you watch, there's a I am there's a short doc called I am Keith Hernandez. Watch that; it's like a half hour. You go. That's just one of the dudes. I could, yeah. so I could watch a six-hour Mets documentary. You know who would make a fascinating documentary is those Cowboys teams that won three out of four Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, for sure. Because those Cowboys teams in the 90s had so many different personalities, right? From the top, the owner, Jerry Jones. Didn't they do a 30 for 30 on that, the, that squad? Did they? I think they did, but I forget. But to me... No, it might have just been a 30 for 30 on, like, Jimmy Johnson coming in. Might have been a Jimmy Jerry doc. But that's my point. To me, you know, this is a 10-part doc on the Bulls, and it goes through the history. You could do the same thing for those 90s Cowboys because people forget before Jerry, or before Jimmy Johnson, I'm sorry, took over, they were 1-15. They were 1-15. And just like the Bulls put together a, a squad the Cowboys did. They draft Troy Aikman. They draft Emmett Smith. They draft Michael Irvin. They get these great offensive linemen. They get, you know, the Jay Novacek's, the I mean, just all these guys, the Leon Letts, the the personalities yeah. of those Cowboys teams to me would be a fascinating documentary. But I don't know if they have the footage, footage yeah. of being followed around. That's the thing, that that eighty six Mets team, there's a great video there was a great season video about that like there are there is footage out there so do those guys yeah i mean i'm sure there's a million other musicians and celebrities and whatever that i'd watch that shit on yeah for sure there's a great i i just talked about it recently i think on the show but i watched that beastie boys documentary which was awesome it's on apple tv if you haven't seen that it's great 
uh, Spike Jones directed it, and they they did something really cool in it, which is, you know, most uh, documentaries have like a, a voiceover. And a lot of time, it's like a voiceover of the person that it's about, yeah. or whatever. So this is uh, the two guys left. You know, obviously MCA has passed away. Sure, but Mike D and Ad and Rock. Rock are uh, on. I think it's like the Beacon or something in New York, and they're basically kind of showing the doc without a voiceover and then like live doing the commentary and that's what you're watching you're watching them talk about things that are happening and then it cuts to like the video it's really well done that's cool yeah check that out wish i had apple tv i can hook you up (laughs) i used to love the beastie boy i mean i still do yeah but like i was so mad in the eighth grade you do a talent show when you graduate the eighth grade my grade school and like you're allowed to do whatever. And she, I wanted to do sabotage with a couple guys. Yeah. There's one f bomb. Right. Yeah. So she wouldn't let us do it. I'm like, we don't have to say that word. No, no. You're just not doing the song. You can't do it. There's an f. There's an f word. I'm like, we don't have. Literally, that's the only swear in sabotage. We can't rap it. No, no. So Mrs. Serger, if you're listening. Fuck you. That's right. Yeah. Save that powerful F bomb. See? <laughs> See how it works, Prano? All right, let's uh let's get to some more calls. Here's a here's a COVID nineteen related call. Welcome to the Clint Biddle Dirtball call. I am Clint Biddle calling in from beautiful. Santa Cruz, California, with a question for Joey. No chill prank. Yes. What's well up, done. guys? Uh, yo, Joe, last uh, Thursday's episode, you were clowning on people for wearing masks from, like, Gucci and Nike and shit. And I agree that that's super lame. But what do you think about people adding their own artistic flair to a normal mask? Uh, here in Santa Cruz, we've got a lot of artists. And it seems like that's the big thing, that everybody's personalizing their masks with some fabric uh, over the normal mask. So, whether it's tie-dye or just a random pattern or something. And personally, I think it's kind of cool if we have to be out wearing these things to be able to personalize them and make it a little bit more fun. Uh, but I was just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Stay dirty, boys. I mean, look, I am not – I'm I'm a pretty uh, fashion-forward guy. You know, I think it's important to me uh, to look good. So my clowning on people doesn't have – anything really to do with being like oh you made a homemade one and it has flowers on it like how dare you it my thing is more like if you're out there shopping for masks for the sole purpose of looking good you've sort of missed the whole point here and i've seen a lot of uh companies also trying to take advantage of it yeah now if you're on instagram and i know you're not lately no i see the but if you're on Instagram, everywhere. a lot of ads for it, and it's like on my desktop too. And it's like you can, if you, if you, like, if you're at least thinking about this virus enough to go like, I need masks. Before you spend forty dollars on a Gucci mask, why don't you buy a hundred masks, a hundred paper masks for you know twenty dollars, and take the other twenty dollars and donate it to some cause now. Taking your mask and making it more artistic, cool. 
go for it. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. And Andy, for the people on YouTube, is holding up masks that were homemade by uh, Bilbo's girlfriend for us. Yeah, she made great masks. Shout out to Paige. It's got a sewn-in DS for Dirty Sports. So that's the thing. I don't think Joe's not knocking this. She made some awesome homemade masks. It says DS. Yeah, and and the idea of like I know a lot of the masks are paper or a lot of you know fabric, so you can you know, and I know I'm I'm well in touch with the artist community up in Santa Cruz. Like, go for it. My my criticism is of the people that I'm like, man, you straight up went out and got a designer mask. You purchased a designer. You were like, no, I'm gonna. If we're gonna do this, I'm gonna brand it, and it's like that's just so lame to me. Yeah, I don't even like wearing big brandy clothing. You know what I mean? Like I'll wear brands, but like it's usually fairly subtle. The idea that somebody's like got the Louis Vuitton logo all over their mask, it looks like a purse that they cut apart. You're a douche. You're a douche. Total douche. Because. That money that you spent could be used to help this, or it could be used on some other shit for you that you probably need more than a designer mask. Yeah. And look, I have no problem with people making masks or whatever. Like, I went to CVS the other day. The pharmacist, he had a Kobe Bryant mask. Whatever. Like, that's cool, dude. You're a Kobe fan. You got a Kobe mask. But he had to go buy that, right? Yeah. Or like whatever. Like now, if he if he was like, I'm an artist and I drew Kobe on my mask, but like my but, point is, but, so you have a problem with him buying a Kobe mask? I, I have a problem with like people like upgrading their mask because I'm like, you're aware, you're in in your mind, you're going like coronavirus, right? I need a mask for coronavirus, but you apparently have enough money to like toss around it, like, but get. Get 200 paper masks for the price that you pay for your Kobe mask and give it away to people who need it. Yeah, but I disagree with you there. Okay. Like, I think the Louis Vuitton or the Gucci or the Armani mask, whatever Or Nike or Adidas or, like, I'm just... Like, I think those are kind of douchey, but but me, I also think it's douchey to care about luggage anyway or a man purse. Like, that's just my point of view. But... You could say the same thing, Joe. But you're but wh- Hold on. you could you could say the same thing for, for for your mentality. You could say the same thing for anything. You're saying, "Hey man, you don't got you don't got to buy a Kobe Bryant personalized mask. You could save that money and give it You could say the same thing about anything you buy." Right. But but and say you could give it to the poor. But we're ta- but we're talking about we're talking about quality. Like what if you go, "Oh, you could buy fucking trash shoes." But you buy Nikes. It's like I'm buying quality because I'm gonna wear this whole time. People aren't going like the most quality mask is this N95. You know what I mean? Or like a gas mask, or whatever. People are getting what people are actually doing is they're getting less quality things. That's less protective for them and less protective for the people that they're gonna be around. Simply for the fashion por- portion of it. I, and to me, that's annoying. If you're spending more for a less quality item just to who gives a fuck what your mask looks like? Yeah. Like, if it's important to you, great. But just so you know, I think that you're you're going around going, like, hot or not. If I'm in the supermarket and there's a chick walking around, she's got a Kobe Bryant mask, I'm like, not. I don't care who's behind that mask. She's not hot because her mind's in the wrong fucking place. I just think, dude, the, the, the masks I gave you and the masks that my mom sends me in the mail, it's like a paper mask. It's like a proper 
surgical mask. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the idea that you you're gonna and now and now is this guy wearing his Kobe mask every fucking day? And he's leaving it around and it was whatever because like God forbid he doesn't look cute. Like is that mask even sanitary at this point anymore? I'm rotating. I got ten masks hanging out because I'm like let's keep this shit fresh, keep this everybody healthy. I feel yeah. You want to do some sports calls? Yeah. We got some sports calls. Let's get through a few of these. Trying to trigger me with a Kobe mask. <laughs> hey guys, quick question here. Uh, what do you think Bostonians will feel about Tom Brady going to Tampa? Uh, will they still support him and call him the goat, or will they treat him like a black person? Because we all know how the. Uh, Great England area, particularly Boston, feels about black people. Uh, just want to hear your thoughts. Stay ready. All right. So, will the Bostonians embrace TB12 in Tampa or not? I say yes. I think it's a hundred percent certainty. It's a different I, conference. I've seen it. Um, I've already seen it. I think that so many people that are Patriots fans have spent so much of their time and energy. Tom be, Brady. Being Tom Brady the, is the GOAT Is the fucking GOAT. That, honestly, I'm not even sure if he'd gone to the Jets or the Dolphins or the Bills or a, like a Ravens. If he had gone, like, I'm not sure that they would have fully abandoned him if he had done that. I mean, took him, I mean, look, nine Super Bowls, six Super Bowl titles. It's like, but I also think the way the way I am rooting for him to be exposed. I think that Boston fans are rooting for him for that reason as well. I think in the back of their mind, they're like, "I need him to be good." So you legitimately want Tom Brady exposed? And I'm l- let me go on the record as saying this right now. Such a hater. Let me go on the record as saying it's not a hater. You're a hater. It's, it's not a hater. It's a truther. Let me <laughs> let me go on the record of saying this right now. I think part of Tom Brady being go, I think part of Tom Brady getting exposed, which I believe will happen, more than the other side of this, I think the majority of it will be that he's 43 or whatever it is. So then to me that's not being exposed. But that's just hey, he's 43. Okay, but that being said, I also think Another portion of it is he's going to be exposed, not being with Bill Belichick, and 43 is going to turn into 44 a lot faster because everybody's on the Tom Brady would have won the Super Bowl with the Niners last year, and Tom Brady still has it, and how dare the Patriots not keep Tom Brady, and if Tom Brady wanted to play for the Patriots, how how do they not sign him to $30 more million a year? He's going to ex- get exposed because he's old, but he's also going to get exposed because his age is not going to get protected by Bill Belichick anymore. I think Tom Brady was kind of exposed last year, and I think Tom Brady would have been exposed. The number is 40. 40, 41. Like, Tom Brady is only doing this now still, in my opinion, because he had Bill Belichick. Otherwise, he gets exposed at 40. And and by the way, that's not even getting exposed. That's just age. I think that happens to him just like it happens to anybody else. I think... The reason that he has been able to continue to play at the level he has, even though that fell off last year, is because of the system. And again, I just think it's not that hard to see 
And and by the way, I'm not saying any quarterback could have been Tom Brady. We have talked about that at length, including with, like I always like to bring up Andrew Hawkins, who said it's it was this the the intelligence level of their offense, not the athletic athletic level. So you you need both of those. Well, look, I my, think- my point is a lot of people go like accuse me of saying like Tom Brady's a system quarterback. That doesn't mean Mark Sanchez can go in there and do it for. The Patriots. I don't know what Mark Sanchez's Wonderlick score was, but I think a lot of the guys who we know were talented quarterbacks and smart quarterbacks. Th- that's why I'm on the record of saying I just think if Peyton Manning was with Bill Belichick, they would have canceled the NFL because they're like, why are we doing this? Every year these guys win. They've won 10 straight. This is stupid. And we di- and we disagree on that, and that's fine. I, I don't think Peyton Manning wins anymore. Than Tom Brady, and and you've called me a Tom Brady stan. I look, I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of Brady's, but I also think Tom Brady is not going to be running the same offense that Jameis Winston did. Does that make sense? Sure. Jameis Winston has a better arm. Yeah. That's just not, that's just a fact. Tom doesn't have that arm, and he's yeah. also like you said, 43. Yeah. Going to be 43. Whatever it is. Look. I think, I think they won eleven games, at least. Yeah, I'm not on that train. You're not on eleven wins. No, I think a lot can happen, but also just the division's pretty good, and he's 43. Division's good. I agree. He also has sick weapons. The only reason that ma- the only thing that makes me think that they can win 11 games is that they won seven last year with Jameis Winston. Otherwise, I'd be, I'd call it no shot whatsoever. Yeah. But we know for a fact that they were good enough to win 10, 11 games last year if their quarterback doesn't turn the ball over 30 times. But you are losing a little bit of athleticism and you are losing a lot of arm and you are losing a lot of, like, Jameis probably won a game or two he shouldn't have playing his style as well. So, but he definitely lost more than he should have. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep the quarterback discussion. But I think 100% Boston fans are Team Brady. And, and they should be. Yeah. But I think Boston fans— uh, I, Dude, I'm, if you had a quarterback, you, you would, you've already said it. If Eli had gone to the Colts, you'd be—it's a different conference. You'd be rooting for him to I succeed. I rooted for him to go to the Colts. I begged for the Colts <laughs> to fucking do it. But that's my point. I'm like, ashamed endlessly. I, I have no problem with any Patriots fan rooting— for Tom Brady and rooting for the Bucks, like he gave you nine Super Bowl appearances, he gave so much to that fan base. Like, of course you root for him. How could you not? We have another good. Co- we have, okay. We got a crazy hypothetical here. Okay, I like this one. We're gonna keep the quarterback train rolling. What's up, Dirty Sports? It's Joey from Minnesota. I have a crazy scenario here that I want your opinion on. So with the Packers drafting Jordan Love last night, everybody is concerned about what Aaron Rodgers is thinking about this whole thing. And as a Vikings fan, I have to, like, wonder if history is going to repeat itself. What if Kirk Cousins does poorly on his last year here? We get rid of him, and the Packers decide they're done with Aaron Rodgers. Could it be Favre all over again? I don't know, maybe that's really stupid and just wishful thinking, but I would love that. Um, I guess for now, 
Condoms are still for Aaron Rodgers. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> Condoms are just for now. I don't think it's a crazy scenario at all. The only reason it is pretty crazy is because they wouldn't even ship Favre there. Remember? He had to go. He had to do an end around with the Jets just oh. to get back into the division. True, because they were ref- they refused to let Favre go interdivision. Yeah, which to me is kind of a dickhead thing to do. It's like if you guys are done with the guy, then let him go. Yeah, and if you're not, then let him stay. But it's already repeating itself, right? Because they've already drafted. Yeah, they're doing the same exact. Yeah, thing. they're doing the same thing. Uh, let me let, like let, first of all, let's play this hypothetical out. The Packers could go to the Super Bowl. Or, sorry, the Vikings could go to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is so much better than Kirk Cousins, it's not even funny. You could be condoms are for Aaron Rodgers guy still, but like I, le- I like that at least this is a Vikings fan who is aware that, like, give us Aaron Rodgers. We will be great. Because I know that there are a lot of Vikings fans out there. Vikings are one of the more deluded fan bases I've ever seen. Like the, I've, I've seen delusion from Vikings fans. Especially down the Kirk Cousins train. Guys, he's not that good. And you shouldn't want him. Like, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys where, like, a smart Vikings fan wants him to fail so that they get rid of him. Because Kirk Cousins isn't winning you the Super Bowl. And I have no I have, I have no problem with the Vikings fans in general. So they're one of the teams that hasn't won a Super Bowl. Give them Aaron Rodgers. See, I like what I'm always rooting for is for what I believe to be true to like have an opportunity to come true. Like, I think the Vikings could win a Super Bowl. Like, give them Aaron Rodgers immediately win the Super Bowl, and then I can go, see, I told you Kirk Cousins was trash, you fucking morons. I, I, you know, I've kind of just sat on this whole Aaron Rodgers drafting Jordan Love. And I've I've read a lot more on it, a bunch of different articles. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty wild. Like like I didn't say too much when the draft happened because I was still just trying to like gather my thoughts. But it, it really just you, you, you like I, I can't even say it. Look up my I'm scratching my own head right now. Yeah. Like what was the move here? It, uh, and we talked about it a little at post draft, but it's a double-headed monster here of a slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers. One, we have used a first-round pick to draft your replacement when you just led us to a 13-3 record in the NFC Championship game. But two, we used a first-round pick to draft your replacement and not to draft somebody to give you some help. Yeah. So they're showing, like, by not drafting, like, it would have been a slap in Aaron Rodgers' face to draft a safety with that pick already. But it's a double. It's it's a smack and then a return with the backhand. Do you know what it is? When you ret- when you draft who the guy you think is going to be your replacement. Your girlfriend dumps you and the next day sends a video of her having sex with a different guy. You're like, what? What just happened? That's what they did. But they didn't even dump him. This is like your girlfriend doesn't call you on your birthday and then the next day reveals because she was banging another guy. And you're, and then she's like, but I hope we can stay together. And you're like, what? Yeah. How, how, how could we possibly stay together? You didn't call me on my birthday 
and you were with another dude. This is this is offensive on multiple levels. Of course we can't be together. I'm going to go fuck the Vikings. Did you see what Brett Favre said, by the way? Brett Favre. I, did you did you read what he said? Yeah, good for Brett Favre. I love him getting involved and, and like he, basically he, fucking with the Packers. Well, he just said you can't, like, you don't come back from this. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you're talking to a guy like, I feel like there is not a lot of quarterbacks in the league who have earned the respect level that Aaron Rodgers has, That what, what he's done there. I don't know about his whole personality. I don't know how he gets along with whatever and blah, blah, blah. But you already made that. You already made the decision to move on from McCarthy and and pair Aaron Rodgers. So, like, you got to go all in at this point. Yeah. Otherwise, why did you why didn't you just keep McCarthy and get rid of Rodgers when you could? You know what's on my bucket list? My scenario, by the way, my like if we're doing wild Aaron Rodgers scenarios, the one I did, and this is this doesn't work out fantastically well for me as a person who's a Giants fan or for Aaron Rodgers and his relationship, but like what about Aaron Rodgers, the reuniting with Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Then you can ship Dak up to uh, New England where, you know, Bill Belichick will turn him into an eight-time Super Bowl winner and once again expose Tom Brady. It's a crazy scenario. But, like, all the weapons that the Cowboys now have, they the Cowboys have now done the weapons thing for Dak that the Packers refuse to do Yeah, for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're wide receivers. They have a wide receiver bonanza happening down there. He's like, I hate Mike McCarthy, but. <laughs> yeah. You know what's on my bucket list? What's that? Seeing a game at Lambeau. Me too. I'd love to do that. Let's do it. I mean, there's so many reasons for us to go to the state of Wisconsin. I mean, go see a Packer game in Lambeau. We'll go see a, I got to check uh, Brewers Field off my list. Still currently being called Miller Park. Why? Because it's named after the greatest beer company in all of the world. Also, we'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Then we can probably go see the fine people over at Miller Lite. That's right. Take a tour of the brewery. I mean, like as a football fan and a beer fan, going to Lambeau and the Miller Lite Brewery, like one, two, eating some cheese curds while I'm there. That'd be an all-time moment for you. Be fantastic. In fact, this is... I'm actually out of milk. I'm going to go get another one while you do this. Okay. You do that. Guys, Joe's going to grab another Miller. The Millers are cold in the fridge, and they've been keeping Joe nice and satisfied during the last month. He knows that, and I know that. Miller Lite, the original light beer. While you're home, like Joe or us in the Smut Studio here, enjoy a classic. Available for delivery today. So if you don't want to leave the comfort of your own home, just have it delivered. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And uh, I just want to go to the Miller Lite factory with my cane a la Willy Wonka. Yeah. And do, and do like the, the, remember the Wonka tumble that he does in the beginning? Yeah. The cane sticks in the ground and he tumbles and everybody thinks he's hurt and then he's fine. I just want to be the Willy Wonka. 
I want to be what Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was to the Miller Lite Factory. I will say, man. This is my fizzy lifting drink. Look look how sharp. I'm so glad they went back to the classic style. It is such a classic. It, I'm being genuine here. It is such a good-looking logo. Yeah. They're, they're middle. They're like, like so many sports teams, their 90s, early 2000s logo was not what their retro logo is. For, for them to go back was so fantastic. And for anybody watching on YouTube, I know this seems like it's a 12-ounce Miller Lite because it's in my gigantic body, but this is a, this is a tall boy. And now our, my brother sent us a picture. There's Miller Lite black cans. There is. Have you seen these? Yeah. Have you seen these yet? Like, have you seen these out in stores yet? I know you do a lot more shopping than I do. I haven't seen them in the stores, but I've seen them on social media. Can I ask you a favor, Andy? You want since some? You, yeah. Since you yeah. do the Costco thing and the and the you know the Trader Joe's, if you see the black cans, I'll get you some, please. Yeah. By the way, the YouTube because you know I'm in my black phase. Yeah. We're both rocking the black shirts today. A lot of Wisconsin dirt balls. They're popping off. We'll be there, Wisconsin. Can't wait. A lot of people offering, even offering uh, a place to stay in Sheboygan. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if we take Sheboygan to Sheboygan? (laughs) How many more calls do you want to do, Joe? How long have we been doing this? About... An hour ten. Well, you got three more on the list. Okay. You want to get through these? Why, yeah. Why not? And, okay. let's, and then we'll call it a day. We don't have to venture past your list. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, you could do number two. I feel like I can handle that pretty quickly. We won't go down this path too far. Okay. Okay. Let's see what we got. What's up, boys? Colorado Dirt Balls Act out in Denver. Just want to comment on the Cooper Center tattoo. Joe, I love you, but you are absolutely wrong. And so is everyone else who's at the Rose's tattoo. That tattoo represents that there were only 3% of the population of America that rose up against Britain. Basically, you know, against the federal government. Basically, basically stand for everything that you stand for, but because the media says that it's racist, no one wants to do the research on it. So when he comes out and says he has a military family, that's why he got it, absolutely makes sense. has to do with basically freedom, our civil liberties, our God-given rights. That's what it has to do with, you know, don't, don't let these liberal snowflakes CNN tactic tell you what's racist what's not because at the end of the day they're all lying to you coronavirus is a hoax a <laughs> tattoo ain't racist people nowadays want to make shit out of everything anyways red football regardless stay dirty alright so he is claiming by the way I didn't say that the tattoo is racist ever the the fact of the matter is and this guy you sure he didn't the, f- the fact of the matter is the guy who got it. The guy on the Patriots. The guy on the Patriots is now on the record of, first of all, his first claim was he thought it was supporting the military, which that's not what it has to do with. The only reason I know about the three percenters tattoo in the first place is not because, again, I don't listen to Jameel Hill. This was something that for a long time in the last however many years with 
you know, Charlottesville and whatever, they kept going back to these well the guys hold on. That the guy that there are people who are doing terrible acts and this is one of the groups that they that oftentimes they are a part of. Here's the other thing I'll say. The Confederate flag is about Southern heritage. Also, if you have a tattoo of the Confederate flag that you got any time in the last 25 years, you're a racist. Spoiler alert. You don't just get to decide that, oh, well, it just stands for this. No. The thing is, it was, it is now a symbol, whether you like it or not, of people that don't want to give up on a pre-Civil War South. So if you're still rocking it, if you're still flying it from your car, you are a racist because whether people, whether that is how you perceive it or not, other people perceive it that way. And if you know that and you still do it, then you're a fucking racist. And guess what? This guy is not only covering it at this point, he's having it removed. So apparently he's done some research and seen what the people that are involved in this group have gone on to do. And he's out. Well, look. I haven't done a deep dive. I did look at the Wikipedia page of the three percenters and several three percenters were providing security for the rally at Charlottesville. Now, after the events, the group's national council issued a statement, said we will never align ourselves with any type of racist group, which, which, which is fine, but they did provide security for Charlottesville. And we all know how that turned out is my point. Or somebody actually died. So it's like being like I'm a hell's angel and be like, I'm just into motorcycles. It's like, dude, a lot of the guys in your group are, bad. are raping people. Yeah. Okay. You could be about motorcycles all you want, get a Harley Davidson. But when you say I'm a hell's angel, that's what comes with the territory. Now, again, I'm the the initial reaction of this guy, he is the one that jumped on it right out of the gate and said, I'm covering it up, and then I'm removing it. So I'm not going to rake this guy over the coals for, is he telling the truth? Who knows? We Who don't knows? Know. But he's he's making it right. And, and, and I think it's also important to, you know, I always take the stance, I don't like the all or nothing. Um, sometimes we support people that we don't agree with everything they say, if that makes sense. So just because I like somebody, whether it's an athlete or an entertainer or a philosopher, anybody, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily agree with all their things. And, and, and I think that's important. Through all this, that's been my problem, again, of just, just to toss stuff out there. Like, you're racist, you're homophobic, you're whatever. It's like we live in this age where there's... All or nothing, and I, and I just, to me, life is way more complicated. And like Joe said, we don't know. I agree with you. We don't know if he knows the backstory. But, but I have a feeling he does, because how do you not do your research about something you're going to tattoo your, on well, your body? I think Here's lot, what I'll say. I think a lot of people do that. A lot of people. They get dumb tattoos. A lot of people, I think, I think it depends on the person. Again, a lot of people, I'm sure, have an American flag tattoo or fly an American flag on their front line. You'll never see Joe Prano. Tattooing the American flag on him. I don't need to be. I'm. I'm not out here supporting. Like let's bomb the shit out of everybody and fucking be a, a, like a, a a bloodthirsty country. Like I'm not going rah rah. 
Patriot guy. And the thing is about about this particular thing is like the three percenters and you're the, so like the idea that this group is going to be this is what the three percent portion of it stands for. Great. It's also a gun nut organization and a free. And by the way, I'm a freedom guy. And I have said on this show before, like I never had a problem with guns. Also, if you're showing up to the, uh, you know, the Michigan Capitol with your gun, you're a fucking asshole. You're a total asshole because all you are doing is putting a sense of violence in the air. What a what kind of total asshole are you if you're showing up going like, I'll demand that we get out of coronavirus and I'm going to bring my rifle to the Capitol. You're a you're a Second Amendment guy. Good for you. Have at it. Support the NRA and fight for your right to buy a gun. Bring that gun to the Capitol. You're a supreme dickhead. You're a dickhead. The same way if I was a rifle guy, if I walked down Venice Beach with it, I'd be a dickhead. Yeah, you're a dick. Because then you're like, well, you got, like, I got shot, and the, 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 there's no reason I shouldn't be able to carry a rifle. Yeah, there is. All right, next one. <laughs> All right, can we get through these? One of them cuts out, I know. It's kind of tough to hear. I'll, I'll try to play it, though. What's up, fellas? This is you. Just wanted to get some more insight on all these fucking things in California. See. Um, so I actually talked to a police officer and asked them why in the fuck they don't do anything to these bums. So what it comes down to is wherever they're at, whoever owns that property, if they don't file trespassing charges against these bums, there's nothing the police can do. So, like, let's say they're in a parking lot at the McDonald's in a gas station. If the cops remove them, They'll go to jail for fucking the day or whatever. Left out, get taken out right away. They can literally go back to that gas station parking lot, and it's as if nothing happened because they didn't go back to the same place. So they can literally move from five feet down, five feet down, five feet down, and then the cops, it's like a new charge every single time. And since it's just a misdemeanor in California, there's literally nothing the cops can do. So rather than have to deal with them and fucking throw all their shit away and all that, the cops just leave them be. But as you were saying, the same thing up here, I'm in Northern California, same thing. All these bums, for whatever reason, they all have fucking 20 bikes. So, Ruther, I give you the task. I have a, two kids and a wife, so I can't just walk up on random fucking meth heads. But you, on the other hand, you know, maybe not as much to live for. If you can <laughs> find out what what is the purpose of all these bikes, is it like their currency, um... I would just love to know the whole, why are bums infatuated with these bikes later? The the bike thing is a, is a ridiculous thing. I mean, you have a, you have factual knowledge that the guys that are out of Mildred are stealing bikes from the residents of your building. Factual knowledge, like this right. is a video. This isn't a made. So up. those are stolen bikes. That's not a created thing. As much as woke guys on the internet want to argue with our that tweet that we were going back and forth on, but I did the same thing because I have I had talked to a cop about it when there was guys set up outside my house, and I have I've said this before. Like I actually don't care. Like 
the 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 homeless thing doesn't bother me until it's like until it's a, no until it's like a group setting like if one guy wants to sleep outside my window every night cool but when i come outside and there's 30 guys out there <laughs> you're like what's happening and and even then there was a while where my block was like yours and then like some dog attacked my dog and i was like that that's it like this isn't like vince is on his last legs at this point like i will take motherfuckers i will burn down tents if they mess with my dog and so i asked and the cops were like, you just got to, they're like, as long as they're gone during the day, there's nothing we can do. And then you just got to 311 it, which I did. And they eventually moved them on. Well, explain what 311 is. 311 like the city complaint number. Yeah. You know? And there's a 311 website. So I did that. Eventually, they got moved. But they were also putting up and taking down their stuff every day. And my other big problem with them was that they were taking down their stuff so goddamn early in the morning. I was like, guys, if you sleep in, I don't care. But when you're putting pots and pans away at 5 a.m., now I'm up too. <laughs> sleep till 10. Um, but your the, the thing about your street, which we've talked so much about Mildred, is the guy has a 350-square-foot structure built with tarps, walls. There's a light on there. there there's the a couch night. now. It's a couch. There's tons of bikes. So the other day, I was on the boardwalk, and I was walking by a cop, and this guy's just standing outside his car. And I was like, hey, officer, I have a question for you. He's like, what's up? I was like, I live over on Mildred. I was like, I know the rule of homeless people is like they can't be on the street like during the day, and then also that they have to leave some of the uh, sidewalk open. I go, I got this cane. I'm walking. Every time I go by this thing, I got to dip into the road. There's garbage in the road. How are these guys just able to be there? And he said the same thing that this guy said. And this is what I told you. And you got to kind of sit, you know, reverse this to the places. Like he basically said that it's a, there's a threshold that once they get enough complaints about it, that they have to do, they have to send somebody out to look into it. So he's like, either. You know, n- none of the not enough residents of your building are complaining, or the building itself isn't complaining, and that's the thing. I think I think you got to hold your building's feet to the fire and be like, guys, I straight up talked to a cop, and they said that you guys are not doing anything about this, and and if you were, then they would have to come and rouse them. Well, look, but man, you're also just like I'm leaving. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm not leaving tomorrow or next week. But the truth is, I'm just over this. I'm over this BS. And your home, no no matter where you live, your home should be a place of tranquility, of comfort. It shouldn't be a place where you're dealing with crackheads on the street yelling. And I'm being serious. It's funny, but your home should be a safe place. And if you don't feel safe or you can't get sleep, it's, it's just not worth it. And... I've talked to my building so many times. I've talked to the cops so many times. I've even called 311 and sat down and given a 20-minute explanation where they, they, they have a protocol, and she asked me questions. I'm over it. Like, I'm just over it. I don't want to live in L.A. City anymore, plain and simple. I've told Joe this. I don't want to live— Which, for people who are outside of the— L- the California area, like not everything that's that you would call L.A. is run by the city of L.A. Santa yeah. Monica is its own city. Malibu is its own city. Yeah, exactly. Culver City is its own city. Those are their own cities, meaning they have their own police department, their own fire department. I don't want to live in L.A. City anymore, plain and simple. 
I'll go down to Hermosa Beach. I'll go down to Manhattan Beach. Those are their own cities. Santa Monica, wherever. Like Joe's saying. I'm I'm just I'm over it. Peace out, LA City. Like you do this to yourself. Venice is like I right? Venice is the only I guess Playa is Marina del Rey's LA City. Right. But I'm saying like as far as like beach towns, yeah. The the that that run right there, El, uh Venice, Marina, Playa, that's those are the only that's the only spot where LA City meets the water, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not I'm not going to get angry. I'm just over it. It's yeah. it's kind of like that dude being beaten by Karen. But unlike him, I have an out. Like his out is divorce. Yeah. My out is You're divorcing Venice. I, I I'm just like I love the eclectic nature just like you. I love all the different things and all the different types of people, but the the negligence and to me this has been really heightened during this quarantine the negligence of the city and not just la it's all major cities how they allocate things how they enforce things the hypocrisy well also surprise surprise the houses that are on the other side of abikini they're not out they're not on the streets over there like it's all money it's all money when you have money like whatever like they're treating this place like it's an apartment building where they have you know fourteen hundred dollar apartments yeah so basically i'm i'm just like I'm over it and it's like like Joe said, I, I can put up with the threshold. Like like I get I live in an extremely liberal state that has high taxes and a lot of politicians I don't agree with. I can deal with that. Everything's not perfect. You gotta storm the you gotta storm City Hall with Sam Tripoli. Like like I can deal with certain things, but I'm also thirty eight years old. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, like it's I don't have air conditioning in here. You don't have air conditioning in your apartment. We we probably don't. We really don't need it for the most no. part because we live next to the beach and we get a nice breeze from the ocean. But when there's a heat wave kind of like now and I have to close my window because there's a guy howling, literally howling. It's the same. It's the same dude. It's the same dude. He's been here for a year. Howling, this is affecting my mental health. Which is already suspect at best. Yeah. There's a reason I have a therapist. Yeah. I'm a lunatic. I got to laugh at that comment. The end of Savage Town is approaching. Yeah, there's just, there's there's a greener pasture. And, and my building, the truth is, my building, Joe's right. Like, whether it's the owners or whoever, they haven't done enough. And massive exodus of Savage Town. Yeah. Savage Town is ending whether you leave or not. Yeah. There's going to be one person standing, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be last man standing. He's going to be the mayor of a city that is burned to the ground. He's going to be like the mayor of the Chicago after the fire. We, we, we will rebuild. Better start renting apartments to the bike gang. He's going to play pool volleyball by himself. Yeah. All right, one more call. What's up, boys? This is your retired stripper, Dirtball Bryson, calling from Atlanta. And um, just got a little fun-filled question. I was sitting here listening to the last episode, and we keep talking about movies at the beginning or in a podcast. So um, who's your top-tier, mid-tier, and low-tier actors? You know, you don't have to name 30, but give us a couple top-tier, mid-tier, and low-tiers. And who's your medium pizza of actors? I want to hear it. Stay dirty, boys. 
this could be a tough one off the top of my head. By the way, you I watched a good old fashioned orgy for you. What'd you think? It was okay. It was not. You didn't laugh out loud at all. I did not laugh out loud at all. Did you watch it by yourself? I did. It was fine. It was I th- like I think your girlfriend would have laughed, or no? Maybe, maybe. You, your, your, the two of your senses of humor are more similar than the two of ours. I agree. I yeah. agree. That's why I asked. I think. I think um, she lines more with me. Uh, it was fine. It was like. It was fine. My God, Will Forte. I mean, he was barely in it. Even he was like, uh, of all the guys in it, he was barely. But that's what made him funny. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is a hidden gem. Well, we we got to share with people. Okay, okay. But I was like, but I was like, that's fine. I mean, it, it. I'll tell you what, it was just fine quarantine. I was like, if I was in quarantine, I might have been mad. But like an hour forty minutes to not even. It was like an yeah, hour thirty. It was like an hour thirty four or something like that. It was like boom, easy. Who's on your uh, medium pizza list? T- to me, that's you know, because that's a, it's a well, it's an in depth question. Who's your Jared Goff of the acting world? Who probably is overrated, and you're like, why does this person always get work? Like, um, who, like who's the actor or actress who you're like, why are they consistently getting? Work? Well, here's one person that I'm always like, why? Uh, uh, the one person I don't know if they're on my medium pizza. One person that just drives me crazy. You know, Ben Foster. Ben Foster has so many movies where he plays like the angry villain. The guy, I can't like, it, like I can't even. It would be like Bilbo being the villain in a movie. Like, why does B- Ben Foster You're- always get cast as some sort of badass mean guy that I'm supposed to be upset? Like that, you know what? You know what would happen if Ben Foster was the villain in my life? I would take his cell phone from him and hold it above his head, and I'd make him beg for me to give it back to him. Yeah, well, he's gotta be like five six. He's listed at five nine, which means he's five seven. Yeah, he's always he's always like the tough guy, heavy in a movie. I'm like, well, his, I feel like I can keep him in my pocket. His wife is uh, Laura Prepon, and she is it Prepon or Prepon? She's taller than him. Yeah, that's hilarious that those two are together. You know who's kind of a medium pizza for me? And again, this isn't a dig at her, but the one who I think is kind of overhyped. And there's been things she's done that made me laugh, but they they've pushed her a lot, in my opinion. Uh God, Rebel Wilson. Oh, there's a whole world of yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like to me, she again on certain ensembles, I don't mind her, but like. Just whoring her out, in my opinion, I'm like, are you funny or are you funny because you're fat? I, I, I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. I'm being 100% honest. I think if you take away some of these overweight people, both male and female. Melissa McCarthy. I was just going to say, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Now, I loved Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids. I thought Bridesmaids, like, as a whole, is a great movie. I, like, we might disagree there again, but, like, I loved it a lot. But that's my point. To me, there's a difference between an ensemble and a lead. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy's not a lead to me. Rebel Wilson's not yeah, a Melissa lead. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Me. There's a in, when in I think what is this? This is forty where she's like the principal. And like after the movie, they show the clip of them just like riffing. But yeah, give me Melissa McCarthy showing up for one scene in your movie as the principal. If I gotta watch it for an hour and forty minutes, 
And and again, that doesn't mean that's not a diss, really. It's not a diss. It's it's just I agree. Like I can't I'm not into you as the lead. Like I'm trying to think of the male the male Jared Goff. Like on those two levels. Cause they for sure exist. Uh I mean, what about like I feel like it's maybe like a little bit, but like, what about like Brendan Fraser? Like good sometimes. And then sometimes you're like, what is happening right now? Oh, you just struck a nerve. You know, all my Brendan Fraser stories, right? No. So he used to always stay but at like, the- but like school ties. Okay. Brendan Fraser killing the game. Yeah. And then you got like, and then he goes crazy. It goes Encino man. Epic. Right. But then you watch other, like you're like, and and sometimes you always got to do is it the movie or the actor, right? Like is yeah. this bad because of him or is this bad because of? Him? But like more often than not, like now, okay. So after Brendan, after those two, what's our big what's our big sell for Brendan Fraser? The first mommy, or maybe he did a couple. Okay. Like that, that's the kind of movie where I'm like, am I, I'm just like. Allowing it to happen. Basically. You don't know my Brendan Fraser stories. No, John has a good Brendan Fraser story too. Apparently, John and Brendan Fraser have beef, so you and John will have to get into this. Uh, his name is Mister Markson, is what we referred to him. So he would come under a pseudonym. He was one of those guys. Right. He didn't want to he be didn't re- go Leroy Smith. No, he didn't want to be referred to as Mister Fraser. He used to check into our hotel. In fact, oh, I can't wait till my buddy Chuck hears this. I hope to God, I'm going to text Chuck. He's going to die. So I was a bellhop. Frazier probably stayed because he's Canadian. He doesn't live here. I think he's in Vancouver. He probably stayed. The I think ho- he lives up like where I'm from. Like, and he's like up, up in New York because I've heard he gets around Katona a lot. Okay, but he doesn't live in L.A. So he'd come out here for work. He'd always stay at the hotel. That was an inside joke with the hotel. Hey, Mister Markson's showing up today, and he obviously he's the bellhop. You're checking him in. You're taking him to his room. I felt bad for him because he was going through a rough divorce. He was definitely on something. I mean, checked out. Checked out. I remember one day I had to take a script. I think he was with William Morris at the time, was his agency. And somebody drops off a script. I got to take a script up to his room. I go up to his room. The door is open. He's on the couch watching TV. I knock. He just keeps staring at the TV. And I'm like, he doesn't say anything. And I'm like, hey, uh, Mr. Markson, I got, I, got a, I got something for you, which is tough not to laugh. And he's like, yeah, come on in. And he's just staring at the TV like, I don't know if he was on Xanax. I mean, he was checked the fuck out. So I hand him the script. Like, you know, it's in a package, but I can tell it's a movie script. And uh, the big thing with him was. Oh, you don't think it was 60 pages? It was either his divorce or it was a script. <laughs> I don't think he's getting 60-page business deals. So, again, he used to always come to the hotel, and he was a fucking weirdo. And you felt bad, too, because he was completely losing his hair, which, whatever, that, that happens in life. But him not in movies versus his real hair, I mean, it was like patches. Like, it wasn't he was receding. Like, my hair is receding in the front. It wasn't receding at the front. It was, he had patches out. And you, you'd feel bad for the guy. And then, and then one day, it was the most depressing thing I've ever seen. He had to be checked out of the room. And he's not answering calls. And normally, they give leeway to somebody who checks in a lot, especially if they're a celebrity. 
but we had some other big shot coming in. And they keep calling him. They keep knocking at the door. He's not picking up. And finally, one of our concierge gets a hold of him and was like, Mr. Markson, I'm sorry, but we have somebody checking into your room. And he's like, I really need to stay. I can't leave. So then they downgraded him to like a smaller room. And I'll never forget looking up the atrium because it was raining and seeing the, the other bellhop moving his stuff. And you just saw a broken man going to a different room. And again, this is who's going through a divorce. Poor Brendan Fraser. And now well, hit, and now hit with the medium pizza title. <laughs> <laughs> You, I mean, you, you just put the kicking da- a man while he's down. You just put the dagger. Yeah, I'm sorry, and that's just off the top. I mean, there's a there's a lot. Like, uh, I, I mean, I was just I just tweeted about it today. I I got caught. I got caught. I caught the last forty minutes of cocktail into the first forty minutes of Top Gun. And I, t- Tom Cruise to me, uh, aggressively underrated actor. I mean, I I mean, I know he's a movie star and I know he's whatever, but like, tell me a movie Tom Cruise has been bad in. There, there isn't one. I've done my research, uh, and everybody's been bad once. Everybody's been bad once. I'm also a Nicholson stan, but also the movie Blunted Wine is an atrocity, and him and Michael Caine are both terrible in it, well, look, which is like unheard of. There's certain actors. Dustin Hoffman's also a guy who like it's hard to find a bad Dustin Hoffman performance. Yeah, and there's certain actors that I just enjoy. Yeah, like I enjoy like. I love Christian Bale, but I'm sure you're right. We could find a movie. I'm sure we could. But like, I like him a lot. Yeah, he was. I just watched Ford versus Ferrari, and he was great in it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Like he, J- Johnny Depp, to me gets a gets like a bad rap. Everybody's like, oh, just everything he does is so weird. He, I love him. I'm a, I'm I a love fan. Johnny Depp. I think he killed it for most. There's a couple of bad Johnny Depp performances too. You know, you can see a couple where, but like for the most part. Heavyweight. Yeah. We, we, Heavyweight. We got to do another medium pizza. I like doing this. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who's a medium pizza? Who's there's a, a lot of... I, look, I think there's a lot of medium pizzas in the comedy genre. I was I think, just going to say, comedy... A lot of guys, you're, you're just like... And, you know, again, shout out to Lorne Michaels. Like, if you, if you do, like, the SNL thing, they just, like, give you a career. But I think... It's, I bet you think Jason Sudeikis is medium pizza. Yeah, me, Jason Sudeikis is a personal pan pie. Oh, uh, digs at my guy. I mean, he's fine. He's a medium pizza. But like, the thing is, is I think if you have charisma, that those kind of roles aren't that hard to not be terrible in. Yeah. Like, like Nick Kroll was in that movie. Like, I oh, bro, I don't need to see Nick bro. Kroll. Nick Kroll's not a medium pizza for me. He's a personal pan pizza. Okay. It's the same neurotic Jewish. Yeah. But like, but there's a guy. Like who's, he plays that character. Who's the dude from the new girl? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, dark haired dude. Jake Johansson. Or- Jake, Jake something. Yeah. That might be it. That guy to me, like every time I see him in a movie, he, he like goes above and beyond. He like, and, and by the way, I didn't watch the new girl and maybe I should have, but like, Every time I see him, he he did. I saw some movie where he played like a down and out gambler. I saw some movie where he was with Olivia 
wild and he did the beer, beer thing. Yeah. Th- that's a good movie. Drinking Buddies. Drinking Buddies. This I, guy. I like him. Every time he's got to play like the kind of likable. Jake, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. I Jake, like him. Jake Johnson is his name. I like him. Should have changed his name even though he's got a great one. I hope he didn't change it to Jake Johnson. It's not memorable enough. Yeah, I agree. He's good. Every time I see him in a movie, he's like, great. Uh, you know who? Oh, here's one I watched last night. Bad, bad, bad movie. But the cast generally are people who all deliver it. So it's really surprising they didn't. I watched Zombieland 2. Zombieland 1 was good. Zombieland 2 was offensively bad. But uh, Luke Wilson generally brings it. I agree. Luke Wilson, like... Came out first, and then Owen passed him in stature. But, like, Owen's got some bad movies. And I like Owen Wilson, by the way. Owen Wilson's got some bad roles. But Luke has just always kind of been, like, right under the radar. You know he's been the person I've been called the most. Luke Wilson. For looks. I can see that. Like, he's been the number one celebrity where people have been like, everybody ask you if you look like Luke Wilson? Especially with the hat and the long hair coming out the back. When I moved to Las Vegas, in fact... This group of guys, for they just they only called me this. They called me Mitchapalooza. That's funny, from old school. But like, see, in a comedy like that, like he's the straightest of the guys, but he like does it just right. Yeah. And then you got Vince Vaughn just doing Vince Vaughn things, and Will Ferrell doing Will Ferrell things, and it's like boom, yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm trying to think of more mediums. Like you know, you know what? When I think. Luke Wilson and I think uh, old school. That takes me directly into like The Hangover, right? And those guys were all great. I, I don't like if I see Ed Helms in a movie, I'm not like I gotta go see that Ed Helms film. Like I don't need to see a ton of. Yeah. It. I used to do stand up with Ed Helms back in New York, and it was a show run by him and another guy. Oh, he did stand up. Yeah. I thought he was purely improv. No, before, and this is before he got on the Daily Show. And then before the office and all that stuff, but it was him and another guy, and it was the other guy who we were all like, "Oh, that guy's hilarious," and he just—I don't—I don't think he disappeared from life. Well, speaking of Hangover, I'm a big Bradley Cooper guy. Yeah, he's great. I think I think most things that he's in. Did you see the one with the Lady Gaga? Oh, it's so good. You loved it. Uh, okay, confession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, confession time. By the way, they've they've remade that movie. You know, it's the third remake. Yes. Confession. So I watched it on my flight, but you know, like flights, it's not the same experience. I ended up watching it the next, like two days later. Wow. Like. That's like the finale of Dave. I watched it four times now. Like, I think I cried. <laughs> it's okay. There's nothing I, wrong with that. I, you just laughed at me and then said. You, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people cried during that movie. Why are we forgetting the name of it? I mean, yeah, you know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. I'm forgetting. The, it's the mu- the song. The fucking... Lady Gaga's really good music, in that, too. Uh, musical song. You know what I'm talking about. Lady Gaga's good in that. How, how are we forgetting... Jesus, Prano, how are we forgetting this? So, but here. By the way, I just put in... I just put in comedic actors just to... Who do you think is the first comedic actor that comes up in the row of pictures if you put in comedic actor? The first... The first three are heavyweight as shit. A star is born, by the way. Yeah. Bill Murray? No. Jim Carrey. By the way, Jim Carrey, underrated. Jim Carrey's gone the, the, gone the serious route and crushed it. Robin Williams, amazing. 
Adam Sandler. I'm a stan. Four. This honestly, it's offensive that four is Ben Stiller. Medium pizza. And then Bill uh, Mur- and then Bill Murray. I'm gonna disagree with you there. I'm I'm a, I'm a hard Ben Stiller medium pizza. No. No. Ben Stiller is not a medium pizza. Ben Stiller to me is like it's always aggressively over the tap. Like the guy like the guy in uh not a long came Pauly. Right, okay. But he's either playing the straight guy, right? Or he's playing like he's in dodgeball and he's like feathered hair and a handlebar mustache. I'm a fan. And, I'm a fan. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I don't like you calling him a medium pizza. To be honest, it's kinda of disrespectful. You gotta do what you gotta do. He's a two medium special. He's like two mediums for eleven bucks. God, I want some <laughs> I want some pizza, fam. Every time we do medium pizza combos. I want some pizza. All right, that's the episode. Guys, thanks for all the calls. We really do appreciate it. If you want to leave your own call, it's 310-359-8365. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it will be out on audio in a couple weeks. Subscribe. Oh, I want to do some shout-outs since you're you're doing that. Because just during this episode, while while we were here, Andy, we got a message from our boy Brad P., Will you load? Keep doing your things. Okay, we got a message from Brad Patton uh, 31 minutes ago. Von Miller time, exclamation point, and MacGruber is hilarious. And he sent us, uh, he sent me $20 for for beers, I assume, the, the Von Miller time, on uh, Venmo. And please share Ruther's Venmo or tell him to get one. Dandy Ruther. Just Andy Ruther? No, Andy, but, no, Andy Dash Ruther? Andy Dash Ruther. There you go. So it's not just Andy Ruther. Aren't Venmo's always Dash? No, mine's, I think, just Joe. Yeah, mine's just straight at Joe Prano. Why can nobody find me on Venmo? Because you're Andrew Ruther. I changed it to Andy. Okay, well, there you go. When was that? Yesterday? No, I changed it to Andy a couple months ago. Okay. But so, I, I don't use Venmo clearly that much. Like, I use it to pay for stuff for, like, like Jay Lloyd or Bilbo, but like I don't, I don't use it enough, so I changed it. It's just Andy Dash Ruther. Brad Patton, shout out to Brad who did that during the episode. My cousin Joey threw in the other day after I mentioned it on Venmo. JT McMillan, Tanner Olson, Michael Coker who messaged us, David Castellan, Owen Pearson, our boy Crypto Rant, Chris Savage who, by the way, is Chris Savage. Savage. He's the one who sends me four twenty like every month for Vince. Let, just, just like a legendary reminder of the goat. Savage. Josh Beaufort, Philip Hoffman, Mike Mazenbach, all of you guys. It's good to see everybody loves Prano and hates me, but that's all right. A lot of these guys sent you too, so check your goddamn Venmo. No, I know. I'm fucking around. Seriously, thanks, everybody. Uh, much love. and uh, At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on Venmo. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the Cincinnati area, hit me up for some chili, fam. Let's do this. You think you think uh, uh, what's it called? Skyline's doing curbside. Well, I already know. My dad told me the other day. Curbside pickup. I, I call him and said, "What'd you do, Dad?" He goes, "Well, I picked up some Skyline tonight." <laughs> <laughs> talk about be, I mean, talk about being down and out. I feel like that. Like Brendan Fraser, divorce. Just heard he's a medium pizza. About to go pick up some curbside. <laughs> Skyline Chili. But, Just go full bottom out. By the way, one of the all-time awkward moments in my life was ever getting in an elevator with Frazier. 
every time I got in one. Because here's the thing about Frasier. You're calling him by a fake bullshit name. Right. So then you're like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Just here working for the advertising firm there, Mr. Markson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unbelievable. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Whatever it was. Stay smart. Stay safe. And stay dirty.